Welcome to The Money Mavens, the podcast for the go-getter female entrepreneur who loves money and wants to create more in her life and business with ease and flow whilst having fun. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business, manifesting, spirituality, strategy and wealth management combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, and a double dose of reality. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mavens podcast with me, Josie May, and my gorgeous co-host, Charlotte. Hi, guys. So today we're interviewing the incredible Helen Pritchard from HelenPritchard.com. You might know Helen because she created the LinkedIn Mastermind and she is a whiz at LinkedIn and has helped so many female entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs, actually. She's not sexist like us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Grow their business and create leads through LinkedIn. So welcome, Helen. So good to see you. Hi. Hi, girls. Uh, Helen and I literally met a few weeks ago at this like networking thing. We're both in in a group and we met at this networking thing and then it's like it seems like it was only a few weeks ago and I've seen so much of her since I went to her house two days later she was like I'm going to Helen's house this lady I met and I was like well you only met her yesterday I was like am I getting dumped is this <laughs> yeah literally she's like yeah I've been to her house she's coming on the podcast and I was like all oh, right okay she also she also did Helen did a um a LinkedIn kind of guest expert session for yesterday in our Sisters of Six Mastermind as well, which was incredible. So good. So yeah, I feel like I've seen loads of you and I didn't even know you two weeks ago. So it's nice. It's intense. We're we're deep in the honeymoon period. It's fine. I know, aren't you? I feel like a spare part today. (laughs) Third wheeling now. Yeah, well. Charlotte's a third wheel and getting a bit jealous. It'll wear um, off, don't worry. <laughs> it'll wear off, honeymoon period. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself, Helen, and a bit about, well, you're a multi-passionate business owner, aren't you? You're not just like one box. She's ticking a few boxes. Tell us well, about Well, I mean, yeah. So I suppose I never would describe myself as that, like without rolling my eyes. But I think, so yeah, Helen Pritchard, creative links in mastermind it's one of the things I kind of introduced myself as because that's been my biggest sort of success in business but I've been in business a long time you know I ran a digital agency before I did this online thing um and then and now I've got a startup uh, called Candidate Funnel so we're working in the recruitment space so there's always different things going on and I spent the last 12 to 18 months investing in other businesses as well so you know my company's house is a is a mess basically I'm director of I think about eight different companies um but what I do is I invest in companies where they're making a difference to entrepreneurs they're fixing problems basically so it's almost that's been the kind of the plan over the last few years is to be known for one thing so everyone knows me for the LinkedIn stuff that was never the plan like I never like you know used to lie awake thinking oh, I hope I get famous for knowing how to use LinkedIn because <laughs> so the least sexy <laughs> platform on the planet right <laughs> want to get known for that but I think I just got I did I just you know I know we'll talk about this a little bit more but my big thing that I always talk to people about is just get just do one thing and just do it really well just sell one thing to one person at one time you know get famous for one thing and then you can do lots of other stuff then you can do all the other things that you want to do but what I see most commonly is people who are trying to do all the things all the time at the beginning so what I did was I was very very focused and I just 
had one thing that I sold to one type of person. I just sold it over and over and over again. So that, that's been my, my business model, really. It's only now that I'm able to expand that out and split my audience a bit. But yeah, it's been a wild ride, I guess, the last five years. The only reason why people have me on podcasts is because of the last five years. So that's the kind of the bit that I'm, I talk about the most, for sure. I'm very intrigued bit. about this last five years. Do you want to tell us about the last five years then? Yeah, I mean, it all happened by accident, really, like all the good good stories. I was, um, I was running my digital agency, so I went from... I started out in business. Well, actually, just, you know, I started out in business as a reflexologist. So like a lot of women, I had my children um, and I didn't want to go back to work. So I used to work at the council. Didn't have an entrepreneurial bone in my body. I was just like, I have got loads of mental health problems. I've been in a, I've been in the priory when I was a teenager. So I was just like happy to be functioning. I was like a functioning adult. I met my husband really young. We got married stupidly, like 23 or something. We had kids at 25, 27, you know, ticking the boxes, got, you know, up, you know, upgraded, if you like, to a three-bed semi, two cars on the drive, job at the council. He was a builder. From as far as I was concerned, that was that was it. But like life doesn't always turn out like that, does it? So 2008, we um we hit the recession. He was a builder. The whole thing imploded. The building business went. All our personal finances and then lost the house. We we separated. The kids were really young then, and I was left about ninety grand in personal debt. So I, I, I yeah, well, I signed for everything, which now doesn't seem that bad. Now I've got a million yeah. over a million pound in mortgages, right? But ninety grand in personal debt when you've got you're earning eighteen grand a year in a job is like it's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. Um. So I knew that. When I'd had Megan, who's my youngest, I've got two girls, 17 and 15 now, but when I had Megan, I knew I didn't want to go back to the council um, and I retrained as a holistic therapist. So I was doing, I learned then everything I know now about business, if that makes sense. So I became, instead of being a generalist, I became a specialist. I did reflexology for fertility and pregnancy. I charged more than everyone else. I just did one thing. I sold it to one type of woman and they traveled from miles around to come and see me. But like any business like that, it has a ceiling on it. You know, even if you're charging £40 an hour or whatever it was then, you you can only see a certain amount of women in a day and they've got the kids and stuff. And I was in all of this debt. And I remember going to the shop and went to the local shop, local co-op and the kids were with me. And, you know, when you've been really poor, you just automatically kind of you pay for everything in cash because you never got any money in the bank so I used to get paid in cash so I think I'd done a half an hour for someone I got 20 pound in my hand and straight to the shop obviously via the HMRC so anyone's listening um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know buying food for the kids right I was was single mom and I remember putting, going around the shop, adding it all up in my head badly. It's not maths, not my strong point. And then getting to the till and Sheila going, oh, it's £22.82 or whatever. And I was like, oh, Sheila, I've only got £20. And I live in a really small village and just feel myself getting more. And I have like anxiety, panic disorder anyway. So I could feel myself getting more and more worked up. It's like people in the shop that I knew was going bright red. The kids are like starting to play up. And she's like, oh, it's all right. We'll just put some stuff back. You know, what don't you need? And it's like, well, I don't really need like the kids' sweets. So it's like chocolate buttons are going back. So obviously then the kids are having a complete meltdown, Aww. screaming the shop down. And it was just awful. And I got my stuff and I went out and I'm sitting in the car, it's pouring down the rain and the kids are kicking off, obviously. And I just remember crying, sitting there crying, thinking, that's it. I remember, honestly, I still remember this day. I was like, right, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I am not. I'm sick of being poor. 
I'm sick of being like a victim. I'm, I've got to do something else with these kids. You know, I can either go back to my 18 grand a year job, which is not going to touch the sides. I can keep doing what I'm doing for cash in hand, you know, jobs, or I've got to do something else. So I literally went home that day, opened up my laptop, which is about hundred years old, had a massive glass of wine. Um, <laughs> and it always helps, right? And I, I sort of went on this thing called LinkedIn. So I was like, well, I knew that the thing that I was good at was getting clients for myself my own my own business and I thought well if I could just find other business owners who don't know how to use Facebook and Twitter as it was then I could do this for people because I've, I've managed to build up a practice doing that so maybe I could help other people and I literally set up my, my LinkedIn profile my first ever headline was something like I wish I'd saved it now probably be an NFT probably worth something right <laughs> but, I, but it was something like you know helping small business owners in Warrington sell more get more clients on using Facebook and Twitter um and I knew that if I could I sat down I was like and again this is all the stuff I teach right what do I need to earn what do I want to earn and I just remember thinking if I could earn two and a half grand a month that would completely change my life like completely transform my life like beyond recognition I'd be able to pay some of my debts back my uncle would help me out and like he paid some of my debts off so I obviously owed it him forever um he bought my house so I didn't lose it and I was renting back off him and stuff like that so I was like I can pay some of my debts off I'll be able to feed the kids I'll be able to do stuff with the kids like because I don't know like when you've got kids it's like it's expensive right so you yeah. you, you do a day out well this will be fun well it's no fun because kids are no fun anyway are they? let's be honest so <laughs> you, spend, you know you pack the car up you go for the day out it's 70 odd quid and the kids play up because they're kids and then you get really upset and mad at them because it's like a massive expense and I remember just thinking I could just take the kids out and if they do play up I can just it'll be all right because I've not spent you know two weeks worth of money on them you know yeah and I just I remember just thinking through all this stuff and I wrote it down two and a half grand and I drew lots of little pictures of what that would mean for me so like, you know, pictures of planes and like, you know, the kids and stuff for the kids and eating nice food and, you know, drinking wine when you look up to choose it instead of looking down, you know, for the four ninety nine dollars Being able to actually fill your car up without like obsessively staring at the petrol pump, you know. One of my greatest achievements is that I don't look at the pump anymore. I just <laughs> stare into space until it stops going in. It clicks. And I feel like the wealthiest woman in the world, right? And, um, and I just... I just, I said in my headline, I've got a 250 pound, I'm going to charge 250 pound a month, which sounds ridiculous now, right? But 250 pound a month, I'll manage those two platforms for you. And I've got 10 clients' spaces available. And then I wrote my LinkedIn profile for my ideal client. Because I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know it was supposed to be a CV, right? So I was like, are you a small business owner in Warrington? Do you feel frustrated that everyone seems to know what social media, what you're doing, what you're doing? You know, do you want someone to manage it for you so you can just get on with doing what you want to do, which is running your business? If so, I can help. I'm a single mom, I live in Warrington. I'm a business owner just like you. You know, I'm looking for 10 clients that I can I can help. I've helped, you know, my own business with this way and that way. Um, you know, I, I can work with 10 clients. I can work, you know, between nine and three um, or whatever, you know, and then it's 250 pound a month send me a message if it sounds of interest and then I just went and found all the small business owners in Warrington that I could find <laughs> like I just went and asked to connect with them all in those days there was no limit so I must have connected with like probably about three four five hundred people whatever um and then I just went shut the laptop went to bed and forgot all about it and then in the morning I woke up and I logged in there's all these messages of people like oh hi Helen this sounds really good. I'm in Warrington and he's on my socials. Like, can we, can I have one of your spaces? And I filled those spots pretty quick. And 
and they just completely changed my life because I was kind of like suddenly I'd gone from earning you know a bit of cash in hand here and there to I've got two and a half grand coming in every month like wow. like clockwork. you know people paying me up front and I had these 10 clients so I was doing the same thing so it's a really simple business model I really miss it in a lot of ways <laughs> 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 uh, so this is what I always talk you know I, I preach uh, what I teach right because it's kind of like it's just simple maths right so I had this really simple maths business model and the and, I, and it just completely transformed my life because obviously I could be around for my kids and, you know, do the school runs. And although, I, you know, I hate school runs. So I don't know why I'm so obsessed with doing <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, I could go to all the assemblies and all that kind of stuff. And and was able to start paying my debts back. And, and then when the kids got older, I was able to evolve that into something bigger we grew into a digital agency we called it you know and then got some got some staff I actually worked with an investor for a bit which was a bit of an unmitigated nightmare but anyway um but you know this guy saw something in me invested in we got offices and we had some staff and we kind of grew it you know we had like motivational shit on the walls so it's like Ooh, we made it we're agency owners now you know got my own car parking space check me out um, and we started doing the um, employment stuff. So we started helping people recruit using Facebook ads. So it was really like cutting edge stuff really in those days. It was like brand new, really, really good stuff. Um, but I got to a point in that business where uh, I don't know what, what it is. Like looking back, you've got hindsight's a bit different, isn't it? But at the time, I hated having staff. I still do hate having staff. Like I love my staff, but I hate having them. You know, I hate I hate that responsibility, that feeling I've got to get into the office. I should be there. I shouldn't really be leaving at half two, and that, and just people generally, and clients, and that agency model of you lose client, you get clients, you lose clients, you get clients, you lose clients, and it's just that endless kind of like attrition, and it became really quite unenjoyable. If I think that's what I'd say. I was like, I didn't hate it. I was just like is this it? Is this what being a business owner really is? Because once you build something up and it's just coasting along, it's kind of like, uh, you know, for me, it was, it got, I recognize the patterns now, but you know, I was kind of thinking this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. I talk about value, joy, profit. So, you know, in anything that you do, you should be adding value. You should be getting joy from it and you should be making money, you know, from a business point of view. And if you're not, if that's out of balance, and I think that really became out of balance. I was making money, I was, um, you know, I was adding value, but I wasn't really getting the joy. You know, I had a, you know, a couple of clients spoke to me like, I was a piece of shit. And I just thought, mm, this isn't mm. great. You know, so we had a staff member who was like slagging us off on Twitter and um, posting from the toilet. Uh, you know, oh, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just kind of like, mm. and around that time, I was at a networking meeting and um somebody said to me like how are you getting all these clients because we were working with big clients we're working with like eddie stobar it's like plastics like xpo logistics like kind of like blue chip companies i was like oh they come to me on linkedin because i'm still using the same method except i'd change my headline and profile right so it just when the new thing when i had the new thing i just said helping hr directors hire better people faster using facebook ads right and we charged three grand a month we had 10 clients that kind of you know same maths but just bigger numbers and um I said, oh, they just get them on. They come to me on LinkedIn. And I remember this guy, and I can't remember who it was, but I really need to remember so I can buy him a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, yeah, it doesn't work like that, LinkedIn. I said, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, LinkedIn is like a CV, and then you have to like send those messages. And I was like, no, that's not how it works for us. Like, I just put myself out there in this way, and then I do these three things. And I had, obviously, you can't say because I'm on audio, but like I had like a piece of paper, a napkin, 
that's right. I was in napkins with a golf club, all these things, always a golf club, so I picture the queen looking at me. <laughs> and uh, I just drew it on a little back of a napkin. I was like, so this is what you do with your profile. This is what you do to grow your audience. This is how you engage with your audience. And this is how you, this is the sort of content you should put out. And I, I drew this little map thing and yeah, it was very simple stuff. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then never, you know, didn't see him for a bit, but the next time I saw him a few weeks later, he said, uh, he said, oh, Helen, guess what? I said, what? He went, I can't lead. I was like, yeah, no, that's how it works. He's like, no, you don't understand. I've been on LinkedIn for years. I've got thousands of connections. I've never had someone come to me on LinkedIn. I was like, yeah, I know, but this is how it works. And he was like, do you know what? I think you're on something here. I think this is how it works. And I was like, no, I know it's how it works. And I couldn't understand why he was so amazed. And I thought, and he was like, you should teach people this. And I was like, no, I've got an agency. That's kind of what I do. And he was like, honestly, like you really, he's like, can you train, can you do some more work with me? And I was like, no, I suppose. He's like, well, how will it work? And I was like, well, I'll just do an hour with you. Just do it over Zoom and charge you 99 quid and you can just have the recording, right? We'll just go through your ideal client. We'll, you know, your positioning, do some content and stuff. And he was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm like literally sent me the PayPal there and then. So at that networking, I used to then stand up and say, hi, I'm Helen, I'll show you how to get leads from LinkedIn. Instead of trying to get clients from my agency, I was like, I'll show you how to get leads from LinkedIn. It's 99 pounds, it's an hour, it's done over Zoom, right? People, every time, I'd sell like five or six at times. So I was like making five or 600 quid every time I went to a, an event. I'm like, oh, this is great, cash money, right? I was doing it in the evenings. And I, I wanted to raise a couple of grand for my patio. And I was like, oh, I should just do 20 of those. So I put it, I put it on, it's Dan Meredith's group actually, Coffee with Dan. He did like a free shit Friday thing. And he said, uh, and you can basically offer something for free and you get something back. So I was like, oh, I really could do with some help with XYZ. Uh, and in return, I'll offer, you know, I should give you a session on how to get these from LinkedIn, which would normally be 99 pounds. And I was absolutely inundated with people going, I don't, you know, you give them one away for free or three for free, but can I pay for one? So I started doing these paid sessions in the evenings. And um, just it just went absolutely mad. I was doing them all like all evening, like all different types of businesses all over the world, all different types of people, like small businesses, bigger businesses, like product-based businesses, B2B, coaches, consultants, um, you know, people all over the world, people with totally different attitudes and mindsets as well, like extroverts, people, introverts, people who, you know, were sort of super confident, people who were just starting out, people who've been doing it for years. And it was really weird, but brilliant, that it just worked for everyone. I was like, oh. So everyone would, was raving about me. Like, they were literally, every time I turned my computer on, it'd just be, like, lit up like a Christmas tree because everyone was tagging me in stuff. Like, oh, my God, I just done a session with Helen. She's amazing. And then a follower would be, oh, my God, I've done what Helen told me. And it's worked. So this is where I talk about now. I've got 4,000 testimonials because what I used to do is I'd screenshot them. And then I'd use them, and I'd be like, oh, I can help you with LinkedIn you know here you know this is what someone said who's just done a session with me and then people booking again and they're booking again and I'd be like running five a week so I was making like two grand a month for like barely breaking a sweat right I was you know I was doing a couple of hours at night or whatever and I was still running the agency and then I thought actually this is stupid like I really love doing this this is my actual you know value joint profit wise this hits all of the the, the sweet spots so I just burn my agency to the ground like not literally because that would be awesome but like figuratively <laughs> I was like you know what I'm not doing this anymore and once I made the decision it was fine you know it was I hated making everyone redundant that was horrible but I got them all jobs through my network or I gave them a set them all up in business and got some clients so 
you know, but it's one of those things, the decision was much harder than the, the doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we got rid of the agency and what a relief. I was like, oh my goodness, so now I'm the LinkedIn woman. And it was just kind of this kind of weird thing. So I did hundreds and hundreds of these 99 pound things. I mean, I must have done, talk about being time served. I must have done thousands of them now, like because I've just done so much stuff. And then people started asking me to come and do guest experts in their groups. So obviously did one with you yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then again, I'd do the guest expert and they'd, be, they'd love it. Like you said, when we got on the call today, they're like, oh my God, everyone loved that session. So I was like, oh, right. Like, I didn't, I don't know why. I was just like, oh, and they're like, oh, it's really different and we've not heard it done like that. And like, you were really funny or whatever, like hilarious. But, you know, this is, I think the thing is though, nobody who do, who'd been teaching LinkedIn had a sense of humor at all. <laughs> it was a really dry subject. So well, I, I wasn't was interested in LinkedIn until yeah. I met really, because I was just like, well, you're not dry at all. But I was like, LinkedIn is so boring. boring. I even said that to you and you were like, well, you clearly don't know it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I think you bring like, a bit of like spice to it. Definitely. Cause you're <laughs> as well, I think. And being yeah. a northerner, you know, well this was it and I started getting all of this feedback and I'm pushback so a lot of people hated me like they really did hate me because I kind of burst onto the scene if you like in the online didn't even know what the online space was I was just like oh yeah cool let's do all this stuff um and then I was doing also I did hundreds and hundreds of guest experts again I must have done over a thousand guest experts hundreds and hundreds of podcast interviews and so what that meant is that suddenly I was everywhere I mean I wasn't but like in certain pockets of yeah. the universe I was everywhere and that two things happened. One that half the world seemed to absolutely love me. And it's really interesting because all the things that they loved about me, I would never really thought about. So they, oh, you know, you're dead, like you're funny, you're dead down to earth, you're really direct, like you're really like, and I was just like, oh, that's just me. That was really weird as a, on a personal level. I was like, oh, I never really thought of any of those things as a, a personality trait. It's just me. It's quite interesting because the online space, you know, it's all about authenticity or whatever. So it's kind of it was reverse for me. I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that people would like those things. And then also got loads of pushback. Oh my God, you, you know, you're too much. You swear too much. You go on too much about how much money you're making or you, you go on too much about, you know, how successful you are. And I was just like super excited to be building this business. I was just documenting and telling everyone everything that was happening. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I've just made 20 grand. Or I've just made this, I've just made that. Or like, I've, you know, I'm making this money and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And it's just great. And I want everyone to do the same, right? And it's sort of teaching people how to create their own 99 pound things and stuff. But all that happened was I got a massive tax bill. Um, <laughs> and I thought, shit, I need to make like some serious money to pay this tax bill off so I did I created I thought I'll just do a group version of these 99 pound things because I, I can teach it I've taught it loads of times I've done hundreds of guest experts so I'll basically just do it over like what was then an eight week period I'll get some people to give me some money I sold it to eight people for 300 quid and I was like oh my god I'm now I've got a group program I literally recorded it as I went so I did a Facebook Facebook video every day I didn't have such things like thinkific. <laughs> I didn't have anything like that. I was just like, I'll just do it on Facebook. Um, and people paid me and those eight people are still in my world today. And that was five years ago. And then we just, again, people just loved it because it works. It's not because it's traction marketing as well. And I think, you know, nobody wants to be reaching out. Like you're, you're against doing cold DMs, which Any DMs, you, know, yeah. you see a lot in, in LinkedIn of these cold DMs and all that thing that makes everyone feel icky. But what you're doing is attraction marketing. Basically, you're, 
you know, the way you do it, it's all about people coming to you. And isn't that what we want as business owners? We want people to come yeah. to us. And that was the big thing. The big thing, the big differentiator between me and all the other LinkedIn people was that I put the client first. So client-centric marketing. So it was all about the client, not about the person. Because no one cares about the person. Yeah. Um, you know, until they, they're ready, you know. And, and the other thing was that I, it was all about not sending any direct messages. And, and all the other LinkedIn trainers like literally wanted to stab me in the face they were mad as hell at me like I had to you know really difficult time for me because I was just like a puppy I was just like oh my god this is great I'm going to give everyone the training for free everyone can get it you know what I mean if you want to come and work with me then you have to pay but everyone can have it for free and I was doing all this stuff for free and then everyone this is like this sort of subsection of marketers and particularly LinkedIn were like she's wrong she's you know she's she's wrong she's you know and all this passive aggressive drama triangle content like as some people tell you that you know the more you post the more money you make like and i was like well i tell that to people so i presume that's wrong <laughs> or whatever yeah but i'm here to tell you you could just write one killer post and you know blah 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 and it was just a lot of that and i was kind of again i was single as a pringle you know and i was just like i'd take my computer off and i'd be on my own thinking well, that's mean, isn't it? Like, why are they being so mean? I couldn't understand it. I felt like a, do you know what I mean? Like a kid at kindergarten, just like, why are these people being mean? Because I was just like this over-enthusiastic person. So that's kind of how it all started. And then I went through a bit of a weird period, which some people, if they're listening to this and they know me, might remember me from, where I started to get some traction. We sold a couple of rounds of the, the Mastermind and that was started to go really well. So I was doing, you know, bigger launches, started doing five-day challenges. So free challenges, started investing in Facebook ads, so bringing a lot of new people into my world. And, you know, the launches went from three grand to 20 grand to 50 grand to 100 grand and 150 grand or whatever. Uh, and I was just just growing my business, scaling my business, trying to mind my own bloody business. But the more successful I got, the more grief I got. And and everyone who's had any success online will will know how it how it goes you can't have one without the other and you do you do have to build your resilience as you go which is really important but there came a point where I was getting that much grief that I started to react and I started to just be like I'm not standing up for this anymore so I just used to argue with people all fucking day what online <laughs> online yeah, all day yeah all day and I was horrible and I was vicious to people who started with me I got bullied at school and I think I got to a point where I was like, this feels like I'm being bullied. Yeah. I don't know if I am, but this is what it feels. Yeah. And I thought I'm not standing up for it. So I just used, so anyone used to say to me, you're wrong or this isn't right or the way you're doing it isn't right. I would absolutely try and rip them apart in defense. Wow. And it was, it was, it was horrible. I didn't enjoy it, but I just felt like, oh, I need to. And I got this like reputation basically of like, if you disagree with Helen, then she will, you know, defend herself till the death. And it just became a sport for people. And me, you know, it just became part of it. It was like, you know, when Davina used to whisper in their ear and they come out big brother, like it's all panto. Like it was like that. It was just these endless arguments with people that these, these kind of like endless, and I, in my defense, never started by me. I, I would never ever go to someone else's post who was talking about LinkedIn and go, you're wrong. Never. But because I had this sort of the stage, if you like, these people, you know, were just really, you really think like coming to poke the bear to see what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the point where it got to it came to a head where I posted about it was right at the beginning 
of COVID, of the pandemic. And I wrote a big post about how this was a really good time for people to start becoming a VA, thinking about becoming a VA, because the whole world is moving online and VAs are going to be in massively high demand, right? For things that we all take for granted. You know, when you got Boris Johnson going, we should use Skype and the whole, all the online spaces going, what? Skype, like, you know, you know, we've got Zoom now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a really good opportunity there. And then a VA mentor came and, and was like, um, you know, you're not, you're not qualified to say this, like you're out of order for telling people to become VAs. What they should do is read my book. Here's the link to the Amazon. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) right. I was like, okay. So you, and I was just like, did you really just do that? Basically like, wow, you just came to my thing, said I'm wrong. It's my post on my personal Facebook wall. And then you put the link to your book about becoming a VA. (laughs) Anyway, and it all kicked off. And then all the mates, you know, and came to Defender, and all my mates came to defend me. And I was just- Still on, I want to go back and read it. Desperately need to get some popcorn and go and read that. Yeah, so yeah. And I remember it being a hot day and I was walking along and I was looking at my phone and I just thought, and one one of the things that she put was, we knew you'd be like this. We knew- They've been talking about you before. Yeah, so they basically gone, oh my God, Helen Pritchard has just posted about being a VA. And this is basically a great opportunity. So let's go and pile in. Let's get our link to our book. Let's call it, you know. And I, and just when she said, we knew you'd be like this, I thought, wow, people are that, they know that I'm going to react. And they're basically leveraging that for their own businesses. And I thought, right, I'm, I'm out. And I made a decision that day to not disagree or debate with anybody again online. And I'm pretty confident I haven't. There's been occasional slip-ups, so only very common. But I, like, put myself into yeah online arguing rehab I was like I'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good for my mental health it's such a bad energy to be in though even though it is for me like yeah. even though I can hold my hand up and be like I was just defending myself and you know but I just it's tough you know it's been such a better couple of years since then than it was a couple of years before you know because but people loved it people used to mess with me all the time oh my god I just seen you like what that girl said to you, and I just think you're amazing because you're standing up to her, and she was totally and kind of buying stuff. Like I made a ton of money out of it. Like it really polarized people. You know, people remember me for it, but it wasn't good for my mental health at all. And you know, if I've ever been a bitch to you online, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met you after that. Although I've probably seen you around online, but I'd never known one of your online arguments because I definitely would have got the popcorn out. You see it now and again, don't you? And you're like, yeah. oh, I'm oh. like him. A lurker, I'll be like, ooh, ooh. Oh, it's going off. It's going off. Yeah, I love reading other people's stuff. I love the drama, but like, I'm just don't want to be in the middle of it anymore. Yeah, it's like great for business. Fear. Like, I do not like confrontation at all. So even you talking about it was me, yeah, me, me feel really anxious. And me, I hate that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. the thought of it is like, us. you know, sometimes people are a bit mean, but it's rare. Um, and I can kind of just deal with one. But I suppose if it's if it's constant. Yeah, that would be horrendous. And yeah, but yeah, I, I I I poked the bear myself. Do you know what I mean? I, I allowed myself to be poked, and yeah. and I think it came to a head really when yeah, like you know, you're having tea with the kids, but really you're thinking, I can't wait for this to be over so I can go and see what she wrote back. Like it's just not healthy, right? It's just not healthy at all. So, but I think it was for me in my again defense. I think I was just it was a trauma reaction to being so badly bullied at school. But Definitely. then it's like, well, you know. It, is that the way to do it? Is it that is the best defense attack, really? So now I'm a much more, much more chilled. But also, I don't need to defend my work anymore because it speaks for itself. I think 
Yeah, once I've sold, you know, once I hit my first million and then I sold two million of one product, you know, I think, and also started to block people and remove people and people started to block me and all, all that. And I think I did clean up my, my feed, if you like, and clean it. I kind of like, once I, yeah, once I sold a couple of million, I think people stopped sort of saying it's crap because it's, I, I always say that, like, I don't think people spend that money with me because I'm somehow amazing at manipulating people into giving me money. I think people spend that money maybe because they know it works for the business. And well, it's worked for your business in over two million in sales. You know, like you yeah, this way. That's how you attracted people. Of course, it works. You're showing it works. Um, uh, I like to show, not tell. I really do. I like I, everything I teach. I do myself. Like there's nothing that I teach that I ever haven't done or wouldn't do. You know, so I feel like I was in like the last five years being in online space. I've done it with integrity. I really do. Not been not been perfect, but. You know, I've never sold something I didn't believe in. I've never sold something to someone who I knew couldn't afford it or anything like that. And I feel like I'm, you know, I can hold my head up high with that. I think I've made my money ethically and responsibly and helped a lot of people on the way. Totally. And and what I'm what stood out for me a lot is that like you took action. So when you were doing reflexology and you were like, this isn't right, you went, you kind of followed your instincts and you took action. You were like, I could do this. And instead of thinking about it for another two weeks or for another two years, like some people do, you, yeah. you put a LinkedIn post up straight away and you took action and you, and, and you did it, didn't you? You did something about it. And then the same thing with your LinkedIn. I know that took, you know, like somebody asked you about LinkedIn and then you did it. You're like, okay, I'm going to sell these for 99. Like on the yeah. spot with that guy, you were like, I'll do a session for 99. So it's like that very action and you know that's what i and you've done it again now with this new one that you were talking about yeah you've got to make taker, aren't you you I are an action. i am an action taker yeah and the most so much in the industry at the moment about that it drives us mad really that like you don't have to do anything yeah. you can just like attract it manifest it you know and um charlotte always says it doesn't work if you don't you know like you've got to do the work you've got to put in the time yeah, i mean like, i i look and i uh, definitely polarize people on this because I actually like working hard like I enjoy working I enjoy hustling I enjoy it, it, it ignites something in me when we've not got a lot going on I actually lose interest so yeah. my testimony is that I like I enjoy it I mean I actually crave being busy <laughs> like yeah, same like I, I if I had millions and millions of pounds in the bank, which I haven't, sad news, spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> millions of pounds and not have millions of pounds in the bank, right? Yeah. Um, I'd still be doing something like, I, yeah, it's like, like say, I, it's as long as I'm doing deals and making money, I'm happy, but I've got to be doing something and I've got to do something that makes a difference and it's having an impact and that I enjoy. So it's kind of, it's, an, I call it like the entrepreneur adrenaline, it's addictive, yeah, right? Exactly. I, I took a lot of drugs in my youth and I've got a lack of serotonin in my brain, right? So I'm always looking for ways to, you know get that hit of like that buzz and that to me comes from creating and selling things you know and that creating things out of thin air like the biggest buzz I've ever had in my in my business really of all of the businesses that I've done is that first 40 quid that I got from somebody from doing the reflexology because that's the first time I created money out of thin air and to me I felt like a magician like an all-powerful magician that I, I took action and I made decisions and I did things and then materialized in front of me is the money that that is manifesting it, yeah. it's it's like literally making money out of thin air so you know you create something you sell it people give you money for it to me there's nothing 
There's no bigger buzz, like, there's no bigger buzz. But grafting, I mean, I have grafted. I really have. I've done a lot of work. I've made a lot of sacrifices. I have women come to me now and they're like, oh, you know, I'm really struggling in my business, um, but I've got kids, so I want to take the summer off. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can't afford to feed your kids. What do you mean you're taking the summer off? You're not going to take the summer off. You're going to work really hard in the summer and you get everything set up ready for September. You are going to make sacrifices. You're going to put your kids in front of the telly. You are going to you know, be on your phone more than you'd like to be because that's what you have to do. And that gives you a lifestyle down the line. You know, It's not forever, but it is for now. Like You've got to do what you've got to do now. I got to a point in my business, and uh, which makes me laugh now, but where I, I said to my to one of my mentors, like, I just feel like I've been made redundant because I outsourced everything, had this really well-oiled machine, you know, the team all did everything for me. And all I had to do was show up and do the, like these things, you know, like have to do video, have to do podcasts, have to do lives and challenges and obviously delivering my groups. But, you know, in the LinkedIn Mastermind, I only do a call once a fortnight. You know, I've got 2,000 people in there. They've all paid like, you know, 2,000 and you know, pounds to be there. But it's it's mad, isn't it? When you are used to working for money, is that you're not, you, when you stop swapping time for money, it's almost like you have to adjust to that. It's like, I'm making great money, but I make, the more time I have to think, the more money I make. Because it's the thinking that makes you decide what action to take. But that said, I've, I've, met, I've definitely created and not sold more things than I've created and sold. I've definitely had more failures than I've had wins. I've definitely turned up for, I've definitely done more guest experts where no one have shown up than I have when they have. And I've definitely written more posts where no one's engaged with it at all. So it's it's doing the things anyway. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like, what's the secret of success for me? I would say it's like, I just do the things anyway. I'm more bothered about what I'm doing than what the, what's, what's happening because of what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So I don't adjust what I'm doing based on what I get. And that's what so many people do. Like they'll write a post on something, nobody likes it, nobody comments on it. Or they'll write this incredible post that they feel like, oh my God, and then no one buys. And they're like, oh, I failed. So, and you know, I've definitely felt like that before. I've, I've done something and failed at it and been like, oh, but I suppose yeah. the biggest part of success in business is being resilient, getting back up and doing it again. And what you're good at by the sounds like is not letting it bother you. It's just, I do a load of stuff and some of it's going to work. Yes, I just think it's a game. Business is a game. Some of it you win, some of it you lose, some of it. Probably about 50-50, 50% good, 50% bad. So if it's bad, there's always a good time coming. If it's good, you know, enjoy it while you can because there'll be some bad times coming. You know, the, you know, cash flow's a bitch. Like, you know, it's it's not as easy as you just make loads of money and you go and live on an island and all the rest of it. I know when I made my first million in a year, so my first seven-figure year, if you like, in fact, that's probably my only seven-figure year thinking about it. Anyway, I remember I was in my little office in my house and I went on zero and I'm not very technical, but I can run a P&L. And I always look at January to January because I like the year. I'm into the big year. I like new things. I like the new year. I always have a new word and all that and a new goal and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so even though our year end is June to June. And I remember running the report. So I've got two businesses that do similar things. So one's a LinkedIn mastermind and the other's like all the other LinkedIn stuff. But anyway, that's semantic. So I run it on the first, the main business. And I think we're on about like eight, 900 and let's say 938 or something grand. And I was like, oh, that's not a million, is it? It's not a lot of money though. Well done, Helen. And then I looked at the other business and that was on like 190 something. And I was like, oh, add those together. Seven figure year. Oh, that's it. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
No marching band. Where's the clothes? No confetti. My hair's just as shit as it's always been. I always thought I'd look like Marie Folio when I hit seven figures. I'd have that big, beautiful, curly hair, but no, just the same flat. I started a YouTube called The Flat Hair Diaries for a bit because I was like so disappointed. My hair was just flat when I'd made a million when I was making 100 grand or 20 grand. And you know, when you said like the the, the most exciting you've been was when you made that 40, first 40 pounds and like you missed the old days. You it so reminds me of like what I was like when I first started my first business. I used to absolutely buzz off the small things. I love those first three years. I look back at now and think, even though they were really hard work, there was a lot of ups and downs. I've probably got the most like memories from that because it was just so exciting and you've got nothing to kind of compare it to. So you just kind of just going with it and you, but then when you get bigger and you get the bigger things, you kind of, for me, I was chasing them the high all the time of like, I want bigger and better. And, you know, it, it became a different, completely different beast almost. So and it is, and I don't want to like put anyone off. Like, supposed to be okay, it's amazing. But... but it's like, I don't want to be, but it's true, you know. So when you start doing the big numbers, you know, it's great, but you know, you almost, you predicted it because you, you when you've got a business that's three years old, to four years old you've been doing launches five-day challenge launches you know once a quarter all that time and you can see the numbers you know that if you get let's say easy maths a thousand people into a challenge three people are going to buy a thousand pounds right you know that because you convert three percent and you always have done right so you know you're gonna make 30 grand so you know you can spend a grand on facebook ads so it's almost just becomes numbers on a spreadsheet you know the when when it's not all about the unknown and it's more about the data it's not as exciting so it's almost like so we do a launch you would expect to do 150 grand launch and then we do 150 grand and we'd be like great we did exactly what we thought we were going to do <laughs> yeah, it's not magical weird. is it it doesn't feel yeah, like but if, you, if you do 100 grand you're like shit something's gone horribly wrong so you, you, your two options are complete disaster or mild satisfaction when at the beginning everything's exciting everything's new like, if you ever have taken recreational drugs anyone listening you'll understand what i mean by that like first first hit you're basically forever chasing that hit that's why you you take more and more and more and it's like it's almost the same with making money it's almost like how much money do you need to make so you have to recalibrate, I think, definitely. And that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. It's like, I've done the big online thing. To me- What happens is you get a shift. Well, I got a shift where I realized that, especially after I had my son, I was like, it's not so much about the money. It was what the money gave me because it gave yeah, me freedom. And then it's only now he's at school and I've started craving money again because I'm like, oh, okay, I've like done my best. I've kept him alive for four years. I've been a really good parent. <laughs> Get me back on those nice holidays. I want that. You know, it's kind of, I feel like it's shifting, shifting again, but money allows that freedom and choice. When, yeah, and choice. And when you haven't had money before, you know, it, it's like you don't ever want to be back in that place again. No. And I mean, and I love money. Like, I love money. I am extremely motivated by money. Like, I am, I love nice things. I love nice experiences. Like I said, I love all the choice. And, you know, and I love, nice, you know, I love buying things. I am materialistic in that way. I like, so, you know, 
I've got a million pound house. I've got like, you know, Rolex watch, just fly business class, do all that kind of stuff. And I also do loads of good stuff with my money that I don't need to justify about. But I, and I also, it gave me so many options like with the girls. So when my daughter, she, you know, she tried to kill herself, you know, the next thing I'm, you know, within, within 24 hours, I've got a three grand therapist on the, on the phone with her. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. we didn't have to wait for cams right we didn't have to wait for 16 weeks for cams to get us an appointment so it gives you loads of options like that and you know things are different for us now so it's interesting with the girls because the two teenage girls and when when things were super good when i say super good what i mean is we're doing these massive launches i was a single mom we lived in a small house with a very small mortgage and we just had loads of disposable you know like so you talk about 10 grand a month just to spend and it's like play oh, money play yeah. money <laughs> I travelled a lot with, we call it with work, but it was like, you know, going to masterminds in like Colombia and Bali and Thailand and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I took the girls to Dubai. I took the girls to um, New York and, and they just loved it because they remember what it was like when we had no money. And now we're in a different phase again. So I met Shu, you know, we fell madly in love, you know, in 2020. Um, you know, we're getting married in a few weeks. We've got, you know, blended our families together. We've got four kids. And we've got a huge mortgage on a million pound house. You know, so we've got a big mortgage. And um, different, it's different again. We haven't got as much disposable. And the girls know that. So, they, you know, the, the allowance has been halved. You know, the, the Kate's started her own business. You know, Megan's studying to be a lawyer. Like, they, they understand, you know, the value of money. They get it because they've been really poor, they've been really rich. And now they're kind of somewhere in the middle. And they're like, they're like, oh, I miss those days of, you know, going to New York. And, <laughs> well, yeah, of course they do. But, they, you know... They don't miss the days of, you know, they do talk about it. Like, oh, you know, we're really poor. And we, you know, like, what did they say the other day? Yes, you, you said, why did we always used to go to the cat's home if we never adopted a cat? And I was like, because it's a free day out. Yeah. Pets oh. at home's a good free day out as well. Isn't yeah, right. <laughs> I used to take him to the Cats Protection League to look at the cats in the boxes because it was a free day out because I couldn't afford to go to, like, Jelly Beans Play Centre, right? Yeah. Now I can take him to New York for the weekend and... You know, watch him like absolutely smash it up in Mac and you know Sephora, and it, it's just a different. And and now we have a different kind of lifestyle, you know, where yeah. there's there's six of us, so we do slightly different things, you know. So I think it's just it's just it's just such an enabler, money, isn't it, to do to do nice things. And when I get accused of putting people under pressure, someone said once, you know, you know, Helen, she because she makes you post all the time, like it's really bad for your mental health. And I was like, you know what's really bad for your mental health? Like being really poor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, posting on social media a few times a day isn't actually that bad. Like, let's get it into perspective, you know? Yeah, not being able to feed your kids is kind of a little bit more. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Or you're not working a minimum wage job, like, you know, just absolutely grafting somewhere or mm. making life and death decisions every day. It's just posting on social media. Let's get it into perspective. But, you know, people don't like it if I say something that goes against what they believe in right? their worldview and if they believe that you shouldn't have to post all the time then that's them you know they can go and build a million pound business teaching them. <laughs> any room for all of us like, I would say I teach one thing doesn't mean it's the only way like, there's loads of other ways to do stuff yeah, there's, and that's it, isn't it? There's loads of different ways, and you're you're always working for you, and you're always working for your yeah, clients. Yeah, making money, and but people, you know, it always comes from a place of they're obviously clearly jealous. Like that's the only place it ever comes from. They Maybe. want what you've got, and so you piss them off. In my eyes, you're doing something right. Like whenever I've been criticised, even though it might have hurt, I thought 
I'm obviously doing something right because people are talking about me. Well, that's it. And, I, you know, a lot of people have a lot of fear around visibility because of that. They don't want to be, you know, criticised or they don't want to you know, bring attention to themselves where they might get judged or rejected. But I always say, like, think about the people you're not going to help. You know, they're, they're more important more important than the, the people who may or may not cause you a problem. You know, if I, if I just stopped the first time someone said, you know, like, I don't like the way that you are or, you know, you shouldn't drink wine on the live, even though I'm, like, famous for a live with wine and I've got my wine range now. But, you know, if I just stopped then when someone said, you know, you move around too much when you're talking or, you know, you shouldn't be, te- you shouldn't be charging to teach this, it should be free however like if I just stopped there and think of all the people I wouldn't have helped those 4,000 people who are like oh my god this is you know I love this stuff it's changed my life I've got you know all the messages that I get from people who are like you've changed my life I've talked about you know here's me and my son going on a plane for the first time and you know I've got rid of my horrible husband or I've you know I, I didn't have to go and get that job you know I feel totally different in myself I've been able to buy a house for the first time like all of that stuff would never have happened if I'd have let one person's opinion stopped me yeah yeah love that amazing wow what a story oh my gosh it's been such a pleasure to have you what is I know you've probably said this but let's repeat because we always ask people what's the one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's starting up a business is in the beginning you know he's finding it maybe a bit hard like what's what's the advice that you'd give it's about what you do every day it's making a commitment to doing something every day to move your business doesn't even need to be in the right direction but as long as it's moving somewhere the biggest the biggest killer of success is stagnation so when people stop they get paralyzed they don't want to make the wrong decision then definitely nothing will happen <laughs> whereas if you just keep keep bumbling through you know i've just gone through just crashed through made decisions gone through barriers out of my comfort zone just done things see if they work see if they don't work but i've always been doing things i've always been taking action every day you know, and there's always a bit more you can do as well. I was thinking that there's always just that one more post you could do or one more email <laughs> you could send or one more guest expert you could pitch for that could be the one. Like the biggest joy in business is the opportunities. Like you don't know so any minute now, if you're in business, your phone could ring, you could get a DM that change your life, whether it's money, opportunity, and your contact. Like, and that's the most exciting thing. But the more you put yourself out there, the more those opportunities will come. Oh. Love it. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, Helen. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll share all Helen's details, how you can connect with her in the show notes. And yeah, we are the Money Mavens. Thank you so much for listening. If you have loved this um, episode, please do go and leave us a five-star review. We love it when you do. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations. You are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.